Big shout out this week to Mike Dickey and the folks over at Carpeteria for hooking Horizon Comics up with some new flooring. Yeah. Thanks, guys. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote, and with me on the panel tonight are... Roger May. Shane Williams. Johnny Morales. And if this is your first time listening to us, we typically tend to review three new comics for the week, one from Marvel, one from DC, and one independent. We're going to review a graphic novel later, we're going to do some news, some previews, and maybe take a couple of questions. I think we've got some good ones this week. So, without further ado, Johnny's going to pitch to us our first book that we review this week. Yes, it's uh, New Superman, number four, by Gene Luen Yang, and uh, I forgot his first name, uh, but it's Victor Vogdanovich, and it's basically this new Superman uh, from China, uh, and his other team members are, you know, the Chinese Justice League, and they're taking on uh, what they're called the Chinese Freedom Fighters, Mm -hmm. and basically half of the issue is... Uh, you know, just a, a brawl with, between the two groups, and it, it, it's a really interesting book. And at at the end, there's uh, one of the Chinese freedom fighters. You know, unveils something really that I didn't see coming, but uh, it was it was great. Right on. Yeah, nice little twist at the end. What uh, What did you guys think, Roger? I you know I really enjoy this book. Um, I enjoyed it when it first came out. It it it's not pretending to be anything other than what. It wants to be, and that's mm-hmm. just a fun, kind of cheesy comic that's a, a riff on, you know, Chinese piracy yeah. and wanting, you know. I, I love the fact that uh, Yang named the story arc Made in China. Right. I think that's pretty great. What did you think, Shane, since you're the guest <laughs> this week? Well, I actually uh, didn't pick up Superman. I, I pretty, or the new Superman. <laughs> I, uh, I picked up pretty much every other rebirth book but i chose not to get this one um out of fear of it just being a another superman play you know create a new character with superman like powers um but i read it for for tonight and i was actually pleasantly surprised i like the humor um i thought that was a nice addition to the um superman style book mm-hmm. i liked how the characters had uh their own unique personalities. They weren't just Chinese ripoffs of Batman. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, he's a short, chubby guy. <laughs> it is. It's a, and the, the fact that he, they just don't let that go through yeah. the entire book, the play between yeah. those two is great. Yeah. So, no, I was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I liked it. Yeah. Th- this book is a lot of fun. And I think it's because of, uh, Yang's writing because mm-hmm. every book that I've read we from agree, him, dude, <laughs> yeah. high five. There we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Every uh, book that I've read from Yang, uh, albeit I think they're all Avatar books, uh, the ones that I've read, uh, they're just tons of fun. And from what you've described, it I don't know if it's the same in this book, but it seems to be Yang's MO that he knows how to capture the adventure and fun, yeah. free-spirited kind it, exactly. of thing. And Because that, that's the vibe I get from this book. So. Yeah, it's the, it's the exact same, uh, you know, well, maybe not the exact same, but it, it's, it's almost a, a like tone. tone. Yes. Yeah. And... It, it, it's just a lot of fun and the main character the, the new Superman is is a lot of fun He he's cocky you know uh, but that just makes him a little bit more likable to, yeah it's it's interesting because it, when you start off this series he's actually a bully mm-hmm. yeah. um, he, he's a little bit of a jerk and there's there's reasons for it it's not just that he's being a jerk they they give you a little bit of his backstory he's gone through some stuff and he's lashing out at people and whatnot right but he wears this mask of being you know kind of macho and and like you know picking on the the younger guy and he's the one that ends up getting 
the Superman powers. And so it kind of spurns him to be better than what he, you know, is in the beginning of the book. Right. I'm, you know, I'm really curious whether or not we want to spoil the, the last page. I think I want to. I, because I don't, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, this is not one of the higher read books in the shop on the DC shelf. And it's not, you know, it, it's such a new series. I don't think that, that spoiling it makes any difference. So I'm going to go ahead and say I it. saw it coming for a while, like two issues <laughs> back. So go ahead. That's Spo- pretty good. Yeah. Spoil the crap so, out of so, um, the new Superman's father is actually, gen- uh, what is it? It's General... Uh, General, he's the leader of the freedom fighters the chinese freedom which fighters. is yeah um so he's got a yeah he's got a really funky name yeah it's general flying dragon general yeah there that's you what go. It is. yeah so they missed a good opportunity for keen and i am your father yeah right yeah because he's holding the mask and everything <laughs> yeah exactly one of the go ahead did you have any no, it's it, i i i'm actually really excited to see what kind of because there's kind of a serious moment there in mm-hmm. this in this very light-hearted book and you know i can't wait to see what kind of character development comes out of that for for these guys because the the whole thing with um uh the freedom fighters of china is they're trying to go against what's called the Ministry of Self-Reliance. They're the ones that created the Chinese Justice League. That's the source of the conflict. Right. So we don't know which organization is really bad and which is really good. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of the the play on this whole thing either. Keenan could be, which is the new Superman's name, could be actually not fighting for the right side and he's unaware of it. So, right. But it, it seems that the the cast from the, the Chinese Justice League all has you know altruistic good intentions they just could be being manipulated or it could just be as we see that the his dad really is kind of the bad guy so um I yeah think and I, I mean i definitely get the feeling that the the ministry of self-reliance is is the bad guy me too with, <laughs> with, i mean you have with dr omen yeah you know wow um but and another thing i, I don't well we're gonna spoil it yeah go stuff. ahead <laughs> There's a Starro in this book, and that yeah, just which is, made yeah. me so happy as like a longtime DC fan. They're gonna do something with Starro to control people's minds. Because well, that was, I mean, that was the villain in the is. first Justice League. Oh, yeah. The yeah. first, time, the first Justice League. Yeah. So that was that was an uh, absolute call, wonderful callback, callback yeah. to you yeah. know. The, oh, um, that's the, the old on the cover, dude. Yeah, on the you cover. Know it? Yeah, Come I do know on. that. Yeah. The big star. Yeah. yeah. So so that was really that was really a perfect. I had yeah. a moment of glee. I was like, oh, my God, they brought in Starro. So go ahead, Shane. All right. So my book was. Re- uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I thought you meant me. What? <laughs> we haven't gotten the stars yet. Yeah. yeah we haven't done oh, star sorry. ratings or anything sorry. yet. Yeah. This like, is yeah. why I moderate, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought he had something to say. No. Um, no. Sorry. So I, I just want to point out that the art is is really, yes, really we, nice. And um, we need to give him some oh, props. I, I, just two words, chubby Batman. That That's life right now. <laughs> chubby Batman <laughs> yeah. rolling around in Pudgy the BUV. Oh, yeah, Pudgy the BUV. Batman. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I, I actually really like this artist on here. Um, I hadn't heard of him until I read this series. And he absolutely, I think, fits the tone of this book. 100%. And, and his character designs for the Chinese Justice League is great. Yeah, you, um, he shows expressions really yeah. well. Right? I mean, you're just looking at these two pages, I see tons of different expressions. Well, on the first page, the new Superman's being strangled. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you <laughs> it actually looks like he's being strangled. He's yeah. turning a little blue and everything. It looks great. He uses the eyes a lot. He yeah. focuses a lot on the characters. 
Peter's eyes. Yeah. And it sends emotion. In as weird sense, he reminds me of Greg Capullo. Yeah, yes, I exactly. Got that, especially That's in the exactly first what I was going to say. The, yeah. the, just with the expressions and how Capullo does things and whatnot, and it could be mainly because, like, the you know just the colorist and other things affecting that but uh, yeah no i would say but if if the colors weren't so bright and popping yeah. you know you you could mm-hmm. see it more if, the if, if the they purple. were more muted yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so but i mean just to just to t- you know maybe tease you guys at how good this book looks it's worth checking out for that sake alone just to get a glimpse of this i don't know if he's a new up-and-comer or if he's been around because i certainly haven't come across him before this but i i really that's one of the things that's I mean, yeah. besides Yang's writing, this guy's art fits the tone so well. It's really fun, and it's what's kept me on this for the last four issues. So. I love that it's bright. Yeah. So now I think we can do some star ratings, right? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so let's uh, let's go ahead and start with Shane since he was so eager to jump to his book. Well, you know. <laughs> um, so for somebody who's never read it before, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it four. Four, mm-hmm. right on. Very nice. Yeah, it actually makes me want to pick up the other issues. That's so. good to hear. Yeah. Um, just two words, Pudgy Batman, four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say four and a half also. I mean, it's it. I think for it being issue four and still coming in the middle, if I, you know, if I wasn't current on this, I'd feel like I had a pretty good grasp of what was going on. Like Johnny said, you've got Pudgy Batman, you've got Starro in this, and then you've got a moment where the villain is the main... I mean, there's a lot of things to like about this book, and the art's great. Yeah. So I'm going to say four and a half also. And I'm going to go... I'm going to go four stars. There's there's something that seems to be missing. I think it's and it's tough because I think you know there's part of me that feels like it's almost perfect for what it is, mm-hmm. and just on on that alone, you know, being for what it is, I feel like it it you know it could deserve a higher grade. But I'm gonna go with my gut and say four stars. Right on. All right, Shane. Now you may present <laughs> the indie book for this week. I don't want to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you right. don't. I will. <laughs> Probably I'm, the most highly anticipated yeah. book. Yeah. So, Reborn by Mark Millar and Greg Capullo. Um, first off, the book looks amazing. Yeah. I think we can all agree the art is amazing. Um, that first page, though. I mean, <laughs> when you open up a book and some dude, dude's walking down the street sipping on his Starbucks and gets a bullet through the head. What books do you, you know, you don't get that very often. Leave it to Millar. Um, I really enjoyed the book three quarters of the way through. I mean, I enjoyed the book as a whole, if I have to, uh, to be honest, but... Um, I, I love the concept, you know. Uh, Explain it, a little bit of what that is. Because so, remember, we, we're going based off of just one issue. So yeah. how would you describe that? I would say this book really takes a unique um, twist on the afterlife. When you die, you go into this fantasy, post-apocalyptic world. You don't go to heaven. You're reborn on this world. In the where middle you're, of a battle. In a battle where you're a total <laughs> badass. Yeah. Somebody puts a gun in your hand yeah. and says, come on, we got work to exactly. do. Exactly. <laughs> you know, sign me up. You know, one of the variant covers is um, some girl blowing her head off. She must want to run and get in a battle. So yeah. I really enjoyed that concept. It's a, it's a different take on the... Um, on the whole afterlife thing. Roger said it best. He said it, it's kind of a reverse. So it's when you die and go to heaven, you, you, you're, you're kind of experiencing not a heaven. You're, you're rebirth. You're reborn. And, yeah. uh, and we should note that every time someone dies in this, they're like 
they're reborn in their prime. Yeah. It's not like if you're old and you, you get reborn as old. No, everybody kind of returns yeah. to their prime fighting form. Well, and I'm yeah. not even certain because I, I got the impression that it that they didn't even look the same. Like if yeah. if you were a white guy, you know you, you I kind of got back that. They a never black girl. Yeah, they didn't do that explicitly. But if if you're ninety, no, you're going to be like twenty five and and yeah. prime. Um, yeah. There's a really good good sub story with the um, the woman before she passes away. You know, you kind of experience her life and see her life flash before her eyes as she's getting older and she's dealing with the inevitability of death. Who doesn't believe in the afterlife. Yeah. Either. Who doesn't believe in the afterlife. She believes in what she can see and feel. And then the book takes you on that journey with her as she goes into this new world and, uh, um, not spoiling too much, but you find out that you get reconnected with, with, um, loved ones. And it's kind of neat. Yeah. In a different twist. My, my favorite, my favorite part of that when because because you have this old woman who who dies and then ends up in this in this other world. And there's a lot of kind of backstory that's explored going up to that. There's much as you can do in 20 pages, but um, when when she comes into this other world, she's young again. But my favorite part was the dog. Yes, <laughs> you know? that's right. I forgot about that. Because you have. Um, her dog's name is oh, it, is like <laughs> where is know, it? Jonathan will find it. It is Roy Boy. Yeah. Roy Boy. I know it was something boy. And it was a subtle thing that he added in one of the uh, one of the panels of her childhood. Right. Yeah. Because she she was like she was like I remember playing with Roy Boy out in the yard or something. But then when she goes into this other world, somebody's calling Roy Boy and he's a freaking he's, he's, battle dog. Yeah, he's a battle like, dog. And I was like, oh, that's master that's, of the universe. That's really yeah, cool. I yeah. He man yeah. also uh-huh. when I saw it. Um, um, yeah, it's great. That was that was really such a <laughs> that was such a great touch. I like yeah. that. This book is so beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like everything is just so pretty. Uh, you know, all the faces faces are like really pretty. And I think that's what makes the when he draws old people stand out to me is uh, when he draws wrinkles, uh, it kind of looks like scratches instead of the, you know, wrinkles. And and I that just threw me off just in that panel a little bit. But other than that, this this art is basically flawless. Mm-hmm. I dug it. Well, Capullo spent so much time on the detail, the mm-hmm. emotions on the face. It's and... so interesting seeing new characters that he's doing, like that he helped create instead of Batman, because yeah. everybody looks, it's obviously Capullo, you, but yeah. everybody looks new unique. and unique. And it, dude's a monster. Yeah. I mean, to crank out that kind of quality and, and just the expressiveness of every face. Um, this is such a weirdly paced book. I, I should probably bring that up. What did you guys think? Because I this is a quick read, but you don't want it to be a quick read because you want to stare at the art. Mm-hmm. Right. Because Millar throws you in the middle of this story. He's there's no setup page. There's no like, hey, welcome to the world of reborn. It's just like people are dying and popping up in the afterlife and being given weapons. Like, come with me. I don't have time yeah. to explain. Come fight. So you're kind of like just okay, Millar. Like you're just being dragged along this journey, yeah. which. Is kind of cool because I'm trusting Millar is going to kind of give us more as we go. But he spends a lot more time kind of developing this, uh, the main character, Bonnie, mm-hmm. her life. And you get to see kind of that as it slips away. And then you get more and more of this yeah. afterlife. You become emotionally invested yeah. in Bonnie 
by the time you know she she passes away on our world in our world yeah you, you you're kind of on that journey with her like you said so yeah. exactly. go ahead yeah, yeah. It's, it's extremely heartbreaking when she's uh you know confessing that she doesn't want to die mm-hmm. you know having a, a in a stroke ward or anything like that that's just horrible she's not ready for that and and you see it you know tears running down her face and she doesn't want to die and when you know her time's up it, it's just these emotional panels like oh my god she's actually going to die but as she, as soon as she's back on t- into that afterlife world she's she's happy because she sees her old pet and and you know uh her dad i believe oh way to spoil john <laughs> spoilers everybody i am really rolling my eyes right <laughs> now. well that was a con- but, okay. but actually that was it's that okay. was something that came out you know kind of in the solicit of the mm-hmm. book because it's like you know okay it it plays off all of the old mm-hmm. afterlife tropes that you know uh, have been around for for centuries you know that when you die you know you go to the light and what was funny in this case it was the light was like the the, the, the headlamp of a, of a ship <laughs> yeah, that was getting, getting ready to gun them down but um you know you 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 have the light and this crossing over and and the people that you know that you've known from your life that have passed before you they're there to greet you but it's under completely different uh, yeah. circumstances than than you expect. It's not like, oh, we're here to help you adjust. No, grab a gun. Yeah, we've yeah. got work. You got to a do. sword, right? Let's go. And that's that's that point in the book where, like, when I started out saying I, I liked it three quarters of the way through. Um, that's the point where it started to get a little, I would say, tropey for me. Um, if that's a word, I'm going to make it a word. But. It, it's the eighth dwarf. There you go. <laughs> um, I like it. So that's where the book started taking a turn for me, where I, I don't really know how Millar is going to um, proceed with the story of her being the savior of this new world. Uh, Thank you, because I was I was I was going to ask whether or not we wanted to spoil that, and I think we should well, because it's it it's Dad's an important, already on the table. So. It's an important. Uh, you guys really mentioned it's an before important, that it's really an important part <laughs> of this story <laughs> because it is. It's kind of it's kind of it, Millar took the you know um, the the Christian Messiah uh, ideology and just turned it 180 mm-hmm. degrees. That there's this person who you know, on earth, you know, dies and goes to this other world. And it turns out that she's the one that they have all been waiting for for years to come. And she's finally arrived. And not only only do they realize it, but also the villains from this world are goblin yeah troll <laughs> looking and a, and a it's a this big, a weird a big super, wizard yeah guy. super futuristic fantasy, fantasy. yeah thing it's, it's a really interesting story because i'm wondering what happens here when they die you know yeah they just go into nothingness well they're a lot more resilient because one of the characters gets straight up shot like blasted in the neck and he's like oh that kind of hurt yeah. like and that was it and he just does and then he it turns around and knocks and out slays, a dragon yeah. with a right. battle axe yeah so. that was so that was something that shane brought up to me before we started the podcast and i was like because that hadn't even dawned on me yeah he's just wearing and i was like that that would be awesome i hope they yeah, do yeah, it i hope I they think. explore that so uh, i'm oh i'm sorry go ahead um oh jeez. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, so I'm just wondering, I, I was actually the opposite of uh, you, Shane, where I was more interested at the latter half of the, the oh, book. Uh, I'm not sure I'm completely interested in her being the, you know, the savior. I kind of wanted just being a uh, soldier on the ground, just, you know, going along. But I'm really interested in this book. And I, it's six issues, correct? 
That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. I haven't heard that it's ongoing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Millar's he, been doing six issue, seven issue miniseries. I'm, I'm really excited. Capullo's for this. made it clear he's going to come back to Batman in some form yeah. after this. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm really excited for more of this. Oh yeah, the story's great. They have me hooked. I yeah. want to know what happens. Oh, right. I Bottom just, line, I, I'm I love Capullo. He hooked me a long time ago. Like I guess you could say I'm part of the Capullo army. That's all his fans <laughs> like what they're called. So like I'll even if Millar just sucks at this story i will follow through just to look at all the cool stuff capullo gets to which to is draw. which is going to be tough i mean yeah. the dude dude has a, a great imagination and a great just like brian k vaughn he's got you know a pretty a pretty great handle on on how to write an engaging comic and i agree and, with you that the pacing in this one is is awkward but i think that you know, like you were you were uh, mentioning earlier, there's kind of a conflict in you that you've got you've got this action and this pace going on, but you don't want to read it fast. You want yeah. to you want to take your so time. So you're trying to take your time and look at Capullo's art, but the the pacing of the story is a little bit quicker. Yeah, I was uh, when I was done with this issue, I was actually envious of the New York Comic Con crowd because they got it on I think Wednesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday or early. Thursday a week ago, and I was like, oh, I really wish I would have read that back then. I would have kept reading and reading it because it's that good. Nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm stoked. I, like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to disappoint me with this book. I think Millar, for all of his flaws and quirks as a writer, um, uh, has been fairly consistent lately. I think yeah. he's been a, on kind of a, a renaissance with Huck and with um, Starlight yeah. and and things like that. Uh, his Jupiter's legacy, Empress. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff he's putting out has been consistently good if you're a fan of um, so, superman you guys should read huck because yeah, that, that huck was a is, fun story yeah so anyway uh anybody else any any thoughts on this we want to do some star ratings god it's such a pretty book yeah yeah <laughs> i just could, wish they didn't do the messiah thing well just, give it another yeah. issue man oh well, trust <laughs> me i this, i'm buying every one i, I it's, think it's ha- I, I think it's gonna go some other places that because i'm kind of hoping yeah. malar pl- like malar knows how to like we said, take that stuff and turn she it. Probably on won't be the Messiah. Well, so, and, like, well, and like, like Jonathan said, I mean, they, you know, in in the book, she's referred to as the protector. So yeah. that could, I mean, they have be been waiting yeah, they for could take her. A different, a different route. Yeah. You know, oh, we'll the see. story has me hooked. I love this world. Yeah. I'm intrigued to see if they continue to show our Earth past issue one. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Like, because now that she's there and she's really the one we're following, mm-hmm. unless it's in memories that they go yeah. back. Right. That'd be the only reason. Every I could time see. she meets somebody, yeah, it, from her life. We flash back and see. Yeah, because I couldn't really see them yeah. doing much unless they reference her family and then. Well, and then her I mean, is there? And then you know exactly what is the yeah. connection between Earth and and, and this, this afterlife? Yeah, this, you know. it's kind of messed up that for them to get new recruits, people have to die in the real yeah, world. Yeah, that opening scene where people are getting sniped and it's just like all <laughs> these know, new soldiers are like, we don't have time to explain. That general's um, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's recruitment time. Yeah, really. just dropping out of the sky. Um, Anything else? We want to do some star ratings. Let's let's start with you, Roger. What are you What are you going to give this? Uh, four stars. I, I really do. I, I love the art in this book. Um, I'm going to need uh, I'm going to need some more issues to really to to really kind of give this the the story a higher star rating. But the art is amazing. I'm going to do four as well. Uh, I pretty much just mirror what Roger said. I, I love the art. The story is very intriguing. I just I want to see where they go in issue two. I think issue two is going to be the uh, the one that really shows sells it. Uh, I actually had to have a couple of um, pages to separate separate Greg Capullo from Batman. I was like, oh, this guy is a Batman writer. But once I got in, it was really good. Um, I love the story more than anything, and for that, I'm going to give it a five. 
I've been all day because I read this last night. <laughs> all day I've been trying to figure out what my star rating is for this because of the the weird pacing of it. Right now, like I said, I love I I love Capullo's art. If I could just rate it off the art alone, it would be a five, solid. I agree. Um, but because of the awkward, I, and I I have a hard time even saying awkward pace because I I don't want to feel like it's a knock on the book. Um. But it's just different. It's very different from what, you know, like we kind of talked like from what we expected and what it was billed as. So I'm I'm going to say four also. I'm going to say it, but a strong four. Mm-hmm. Like read this book for and then I'm thinking by the end of the series, I'm expecting this story to be a five for me. That's that's what I'm expecting. That's what I'm hoping. So that's where I'm going to leave it. Maybe if they had a chubby Batman. If, uh, <laughs> pudgy, if pudgy. did pudgy Batman. Yeah. That, so. I can totally see this as a movie, by the way. Oh, yeah. So far. Yeah. Just Millar, by issue that's, one. That's, that's Millar's M.O. That's yeah. Millar's M.O. He like, is. do one or two issues and sell off the movie rights. <laughs> John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming. So, um, so yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and... Oh, oh, I have to pitch this one. Um, <laughs> so, the, the Marvel book that we're doing, Lucky Me, is uh, <clears throat> Spider-Man event, Dead No More, The Clone Conspiracy. Um, a couple weeks ago, we reviewed Before Dead No More, and I kind of had mixed feelings about that book. It was good, not great. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of slot returning to all the clone drama from, what you say, the 90s? Was it, yeah. was it late 90s? Yeah. I remember it being clone the 90s. Yeah. God. Um, which, you know, there's I know there's some ardent fans of that, that particular story, and there's some uh, ardent haters. Maybe, maybe two. Yeah. Maybe two fans. <laughs> uh, no, most uh, most everybody really liked it starting. I, I was not reading in comics at the time, so I'm, I'm speaking, you know, uh, you know, hearsay, basically, from what people have said in the shop. Yeah. Um, most people loved the idea at the start, and... It, you know, it was it was you know a time where Marvel said, "Oh my God, we have something here. Let's make millions of dollars," <laughs> and it and it spiraled out and of they control. messed it up. And yeah. then they tried to fix it years later and messed it up even more. So Marvel's mo. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Can't believe I agreed to that. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of bait and switch. Yeah. Um, he's coming over to my side. Um, so this is exactly what you're. What, there, there's a whole clone conspiracy. The title pretty much gives you what to expect. Um, We're gonna drop spoilers all throughout massive, this review. Lots of spoilers. Massive spoilers. If you're, so. if you're, you know, if you're, if you're a really devoted Spider-Man fan, just skip this review, read the comic, and then come Cody, back and listen sorry. to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I'll guarantee, he's already read. Uh, probably, uh, he's probably the guy we should have had come in to pitch this because he's gonna know way more than than me. Wait until um, Shane leaves. <laughs> That's all right. No, no, no. Shane, Shane is welcome. Like yes. no, no. It's just the, Cody is the Spider-Man encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, the. I'm going to start off by saying this feels like a typical slot start to a story. Dan Slot is the writer. Uh, the uh, artist is, I don't know what his first name is, but his last name is Chung. Oh. Jim Chung? Is it Jim? Yeah, it's Jim, Jim Chung. Chung. Okay, so um, with me, Slot tends to kind of just irritate me at the beginning of a story because he does stuff that you're just like, no, no, no. No, and then by the end of the series, you're kind of like, okay, yeah, that 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 worked. I see where you're going there. So, uh, do you want me to just spoil this right off the bat? Like, what happens? Go for yeah, it. Go yeah, go for it. Okay, so apparently, the real Glenn, Gwen Stacy never died. He retconned. Actually, she did. Well, yes. she did, but she was promptly brought back to life by the jackal. And so, ah, uh, that was one of those things where I was just kind of like, okay, really, all right. 
Yeah, the the Gwen stuff I do not care about. I was like, oh god. Mainly no. because we have a whole heck of a lot of Gwen, uh, Gwen, uh, Spider Gwen, and Gwenpool going on mm. right well, now. Well, that's a different so Gwen. Gwen I, I, dude, I I understand parallel universes. That whole well, actually, thing. that's Marvel. a di- that's Marvel. actually yeah. that's just actually just a blonde chick named Gwen, not even Gwen Stacy. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, so out. I'm just I, I'm Gwen out. Yeah. And I don't even read a heck of a lot of Marvel books. I'm just sick of seeing her on every cover. Um, Gwen Poole, Gwen Spider Gwen. Yeah, good thing like, we didn't have Joey Naminsky on I, this I, week. <laughs> you would have been agreeing with yeah. me. I, um, I, I didn't care about the, the Gwen page, but the page after that where it shows, you know, Otto Octavius. I yeah. was like, yes. Now the, I, I like them both. I like both those pages. I mean, you yeah. have you have two very, very flashy pages towards the end of the book where one where where, you know, Spider-Man is confronted with with Gwen Stacy Who's and a then, scientist, apparently? <laughs> yeah, working for New You um, on this stuff. Oh, yeah, and, that makes sense. Uh, and then the return of Dr. Octopus. The classic-looking Dr. Octopus. The very classic-looking mm-hmm. so Dr. Octopus. Was, let me ask you guys a question, because I'm not current on this. Because we, we also have Rhino and Electro. <laughs> Electro. 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 Excuse me. She-Electro? She-Electro. Yeah. I like that better. <laughs> yeah. I like that better. Um, were they dead? Before this issue, no, Rhino wasn't. But Rhino's working for him because um, his his wife, his wife right? was yeah, dead, they and they brought wife. her back. That's what it was. And uh, Electra was dead, and they brought her back to well, was killed well, by Electro, mm-hmm. and they brought her back to life. And he and she got a a few of his abilities. Okay, yeah, through the through. Well, a kiss. it was a actually it was a different girl. She had mm-hmm. she had kissed him. Mm-hmm. And some of his saliva ended up in in, in okay, her kill, saliva ended up in his system. <laughs> she died. They they brought him back, but because yeah. her saliva was in him, he came back as a girl. Something like that. And we got it all was, that in two bubbles. By yeah. The way, okay. So um, little days of our lives. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Bit. It, it, well, see, the original clone thing. Uh, everybody that I know of that that hated that story said it felt like a soap opera. Yeah. Like, yeah. is he the clone? Isn't he the clone? And it feels like that's where they're going with this because they're making it a point to say these people aren't clones that are brought back to life. Yeah. That it's just through a lot of genetic manipulation and stuff that they were able to like reanimate, reanimate the, right. the original yeah. person and whatnot. Um, so I, it just. It, it's a weird. Yeah, they need to. to they need to work a little more on that explanation yeah. because I read that that series of panels a few times. Yeah, and I was like, uh, okay, I'm I'm just gonna let you have it for now. <laughs> but don't feel like arguing we'll see. with this one. No. <laughs> um, Jim Chung's art in this book is amazing. Yeah. It's like Marvel house art. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny. <laughs> No, Rick, come on. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. No, it's. Oh my God. I, 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 yeah, I just poked fun at Johnny. But um, <laughs> no, it's it's beautiful. Uh, Chung's art is 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 amazing. I, I love I love his art all throughout this book. Um, I think the. I think the story I mean, his has Gwen potential. is beautiful. Yeah, like his Gwen's absolutely yeah. beautiful. That last page with I'm her, just yeah. like sick of seeing so much Gwen. Yeah, it's like so. MJ who. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's nice to see that she has kept that same outfit after yes. all these years. Right, right. Same, same outfit. Yeah. And then I mean, but well, it has sentimental. It, it, yeah. yeah, I died. In this. Uh, and you can't complain about the the classic Octavius. No. I mean, oh, he just it it really. It just yeah. Yeah, I saw the Gwen page and I was like, ah. Uh, and then I saw the you know Otto and I was like, yes. 
or I moan for a different reason. <laughs> wow. <Whoa. laughs> um, it's not that kind of podcast, Johnny. It's <laughs> a family um, show. It so, is. <sighs> this costume needs to change. Which one? He's, uh, he's, oh, Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Oh. You don't like the glowing spider? <laughs> no, Nightlight he's spider? sneaking <laughs> in the dark, and he has a big, giant, glowing spider, <laughs> and his eyes are glowing. Like, is nobody going to see that? He's in the duct. Light comes out of a duct. No, in the middle? That is not a freaking halogen light bulb, dude. <laughs> but, like, do, but do you think he did not have it turned on before? I think that that's there so that they can sell t-shirts to young kids that glow will in glow dark. in the dark. I think that's the whole purpose of it. It's horrible. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, horrible. Um, I, one of my beefs is, this is a really, the the story itself is is okay but one of my big beefs is there's a long backup story yeah in the middle of this it didn't feel like for this being the first issue of this event it felt like okay i don't need a backup story just do the whole thing give me more action and explain more like as you said the it's like you kind of were like okay i'll give you that one they could have explained a little bit more in this but they decided to go with this whole big backup story to show what happened the day Gwen Stacy died and how she got reanimated. So kind of a well, and there. and to bring back Captain Stacy, which yes. I think was because you know I I think Gwen was kind of conflicted. There's one point where she's holding like a scalpel and you think she's going to attack this guy, you know, um, or take herself out. Yeah, right. yeah, well, yeah, one of the two. But but then uh, you find out that Captain Stacy is also alive. Spoilers. And that, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So. And then that seals it for her. She's, you know, she gets to have her dad back too. And I think that was really the whole point of of the backup story was just yeah. to give to give you know some kind of credence to, um, her, you know, her decision to work for this company. And I I totally agree and get that. But do you think they could have done that better in a later issue where she's actually talking about it instead of showing the whole thing? Well, and that's more. I mean, and this just. But this they want four. They want four ninety nine. They got to give you something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's. And I that, forgot. Is this a four ninety nine book it too? It is four ninety nine. God, Marvel. But if she explained it, that's a lot of exposition. And <laughs> well, I, I don't actually, mean necessarily yeah. like like you know like oh this is what happened to me like like that per se. But I mean like you know. So you prefer the backup story in a later issue. If you're going to do the backup story, maybe in a later issue, mm-hmm. or maybe in some way, like, Peter digs it out. Mm. Like, so that it's, we're in a present story. We're not flashing back in a backup story. You know what I mean? Yeah. That yeah. felt weird to me. But I, what I liked about the backup story is, though, that it shows that she feels betrayed by, by Peter. Peter? Because, you know, she, uh, he didn't tell her that he was Spider-Man. And I right. feel like that is going to be a big point in why... That was a big retcon thing. Yeah, yeah. that's a valid point. Um, I, I really liked the backup story. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I'm still, oh, no, I'm, I, I, Johnny, I think you're absolutely right on that point. I think that's probably exactly, you know. I love the art. The it reason feels they did 70s. That. Yeah, it's very classic. That was why I liked it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of what I cut my teeth on. And, you know, seeing seeing the classic Green Goblin, yeah. you know, <laughs> on his glider coming through the window with Nostalgia. his little pumpkin balls. Um, well, the content, cool. the content in the backup wasn't bad. It, what they showed us and what they told us wasn't bad. But I get your point. Is it? It just felt. And I don't want to come across like I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'll, I just don't want to come across like I'm hating on it. It just was weird to mm-hmm. have a that big of a backup yeah. in the start of Dead No More: The Clone Conspiracy. So and, yeah. go ahead. No, and I agree. I didn't want to cut you no, off. that's exactly what I was, what I was getting at. 
it, it wasn't that the backup story was bad. It was a very informative and, and good backup story, especially with just reading the revelation about Gwen. Yeah. I just don't know if that was the right place to put it yeah. and the right time to give us that information. I, I, I love that when it's showing you know the scenes before she died and when she dies, after when she gets brought back to life, the the coloring and maybe the art changes completely. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, you know to to differentiate the different time periods. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I really like that and appreciate it. I the one thing I the one thing I re- I I expected and wanted when I when I started reading that backup story was the classic jackal. You know the yeah, green. Yeah, what's the deal with this like Anubis <laughs> Egyptian mask that he's wearing? Emo. Wait, is that the jackal? That's part of the zodiac. That's the jackal? Is yeah. that? Oh. I'm pretty sure that's the jackal. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what, what I, I thought. I was just like, this doesn't look like yeah, the jackal. The, the jackal is is the leader of the zodiac, and so is this before? But it back in back in the no, this is the 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 new one, the, oh. the kind of Egyptian headdress that he's got going on is is in the present. But in the oh, when you're it's right. covering, I'm stupid. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why does this look like this? <laughs> when it when it's you know it only in the in the in the past part of the story when, yes. when Gwen you know uh, when Gwen died, um, they only show her interaction with with Pete and Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything with Jackal back then, and I kind of I kind of expected it and wanted it because mm-hmm. he kind of creeped me out back in in the seventies when I was a kid. I mean, one of the retcons was that Gwen Stacy had his baby or something like that, which is ridiculous. In a previous that, one, yeah. And okay. Like a, I was about to say that. Where did you get <laughs> that out of this? No, no, no. I think it was in a in a previous story. I will say um, the the cover of the next issue oh, looks pretty yes. awesome. Yeah. I think the cover of this issue looked pretty nice too. Actually. Yeah, it's good, but, but yeah. dude, this with with Spidey dodging all the oh, arc arms looks yeah. fantastic. Straight out of Sam Raimi Spider-Man too. Under the rain yeah. too. Yeah. So, um, uh, this is such a weird book for me. I liked like, it. Did you? Yeah, I liked do it. Do we want to do star ratings? Real yeah, quick? go ahead, go ahead Johnny. Johnny. I enjoyed it. Um, it's still not my favorite Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> it never will be. Yeah, probably not. Uh, but no, I, I I still really enjoyed it. So four. Go ahead, Shane. I'm gonna give it a three. Mainly because for somebody who didn't read it, it really didn't make me want to keep reading. Um, and I felt that it did stereotypical Marvel, like, let's bring somebody back. Mm. You know, I mean, I know that they say the only people that have to stay dead in comics is Uncle Ben, Uncle ben. and Bruce if Wayne's they, parents. If they bring back Uncle Ben, it's just downright <laughs> I sacrilege. Honestly, I wouldn't it. doubt it at this point I'll burn in the book. It on they, this podcast. They did for the Spider-Verse event. Different, but that was a different alternate. That was the one that was the Uncle Ben Spider Man, which was kind of cool. I kind of like that because Peter died in that universe. Oh, that's crazy. So, yeah, three, three, Roger. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it four stars. And I, I I love slot running Spider Man, I I absolutely love the art Mm -hmm. in this. Chum or the or both, both artists. I both of them okay all the way through the 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 flashback retro 70s art that that pops in in the backup story and chung's art uh through it i loved i loved every page in this book i think this story has an awful lot of potential definitely um and i I don't know if i should grade this on the potential but i'm i I think i'm kind of doing that um i'm i'm looking forward to to seeing to see and how this plays out and see if slot delivers mm. but I, I i really i really like the issue um we'll see four stars this is another one that i struggled with all day 
Because mm-hmm. once again, I read all the preview books last night that we were doing for the show, or the review books, I should say. And it must be so stressed. I, it's one of those like weird things for me because I just new Superman I was current with, so I kind of knew what I was going to give that already because I was enjoying the series. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was just like I don't. I, once again, all day I just didn't know kind of how I felt about it because the art's good. There's a lot to like. I just don't know about the story, and I think I'm kind of grading it the same way, but I have but a I'm much not. bleaker look on the yeah. potential of the story. So um, I'm going to try to level this off. I'm going to say three also, mainly because there's nothing that made me want to keep going, and I was just kind of like gwen out. As pretty as Gwen is in this issue because of Chung, um, and then just the length of the backup and the fact that the backup was in issue one and I get I think what they're trying to do and I I, I think Johnny made a valid point with her be, not trusting Pete and having some issues with him coming up later is definitely going to be part of the story that you know they're going to play off of so they needed to but I just wish it was done differently so yeah. three stars I think yeah. the, the, ahead, the thing that's going to keep coming uh, keep me coming back is uh, Chubby Otto <laughs> you have a yeah. thing for chubby yeah. men yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I do Shane thank you for bringing that up oh my gosh With on that note let's go for our lightning rounds before we do the graphic novel <laughs> uh, who wants to go first Johnny do you want to go first I typically throw it to you because you're right in front of me uh, yeah sure uh, so Ben Dupay and the Nerd Church Radio uh, talked about this book uh, I believe last week it's uh, He-Man and uh, the Thundercats and uh, I read it um I believe yesterday, and it's just a bunch of 80s fun. Is it? Yeah. and Excellent. I, I never watched Thundercats. My dad did, but I watched... <sighs> the pain of youth. Blasphemy. Uh, <laughs> Netflix. Yeah, he used to catch it on TV. Is it on Netflix? <laughs> I probably it's yeah, online but, but, but I watched He-Man and it was one of my okay, favorite so shows. You, you got you got yeah. one side of it. Yeah, okay, it was one back. of my favorite shows and this book was really great. So thanks uh, Ben uh, and Nerd Church Radio for that. Awesome, Shane. What? Uh, Apparently we're all wonky. Oh, go. he's setting timers. <laughs> go ahead. All right. So I'm going to talk about uh, my own personal fan film that's coming up. Uh, Batman the Court of Owls. You're the one doing it? I'm the one Sweet. doing it. So, Sorry. Um, <laughs> I just totally yelled in the mic. Vibration. Yeah, I just Sorry. Com- I, just I saw completed. the thing on Facebook. It looks awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I am producing, uh, writing and producing a fan film based on Batman Court of Owls. I'm a lifelong Batman fan, DC comic fan. I bleed DC. Um, it's Couldn't been tell m- by your shirt. Now. <laughs> yeah. My son's name is Grayson. Oh my yeah, that's gosh, it. that's awesome. Um, that's great. <laughs> I, um, shout out to Grayson. Um, I have to make a movie, my own version of it, that is true to the comic and true to the source material. And I, I have a great group of people that are helping me do it. Um, we're really focusing on high quality film and uh, we're doing a, a teaser, about a minute and a half teaser coming out in December. And uh, we're going to do some crowdfunding and try to make a full length film. And we have awesome. a lot of backers and stuff. Do you have any place uh, where you can send them to? Yeah, on you? Facebook, it's Beware the Court. Um, it's it's a Facebook page. Just go ahead and shoot it a like. Share it if you can. Yes. We have some pictures of our cast up there already. Which we have, look great. Yeah, yeah we put a amazing. lot of uh, a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of attention into making sure this looks great. I'm, I'm really excited for Thank that you. now. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yes. Great All job. Right. Roger? Yeah, okay. So last night, Teresa and I went to go see uh, Shin Godzilla, which is the, the Toho 
um, Godzilla release for this year that that Funimation made available in in the U.S. And I have to say that that I personally really loved this movie. It's it's got it's got a sufficient amount of cheesiness uh, all throughout it, which which for me, you know, to to you know honor the you know all of the old Godzilla movies is is absolutely necessary. Um. It was, you know, it's a really good movie. I would recommend people going see it. I'm not sure that everybody's gonna feel the same way about it. Um, it's if you're if you're a Godzilla fan, especially of the old stuff, I would go see it. But they make some changes to to Godzilla in in this film that are really almost startling. Oh. That he actually, if, okay, I'll stop. Go see it. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna go. Uh, true to my word, I picked up issue two of Doom Patrol, trying trying so hard for Gerard Way to hook me on this story, and I absolutely hated issue two. Also, it's just another ADD fest of here's me trying to be weird and emulate uh, Grant Morrison and Brian K. Vaughn, and I suck at doing that job. That's pretty much everything that I feel about that. And um, I looked up a little bit, you know, into maybe like what was going on like some fan theories and i just nothing really made sense nothing in the book really drew me back for issue two and i was going to try to go three i don't think i can um yeah oh god jonathan we're gonna get hate mail i know (laughs) we're gonna get letters that's okay Um, bring it bring it uh (laughs) if you if you disagree with me vehemently let me know um please point out (laughs) what i'm missing in this book and why gerard way is the prolific writer that all these freaking uh just hipsters seem to love uh but i just i i don't buy into the tagline that dc's young animal is comics for dangerous humans it's comics for danger or pretentious hipsters boom <laughs> yeah we were actually supposed to get grants uh run on doom patrol in as a trade paper bag uh last week our order from diamond was shorted it's supposed to be here next week okay so then we'll check that out and, and we'll probably that's revisit this liking. topic yeah that's the one i remember liking so i just yeah anyway uh let's go ahead and roll over to our graphic novel review roger you're gonna pitch this one okay this is uh, the graphic novel this week is uh superman batman volume one by jeff Loeb with art by ed mcginnis and michael turner mm. uh, from, mm, two, from both two, from 2003 from 2003 yes. yeah Yes, because um, I believe there was a lot of Superman, Batman after that. Uh, yeah, there's. I mean, it's almost been ongoing since this in, in various iterations. It to Batman, Superman. Nope, that's wrong. Um, <laughs> in, Get out of the table. In this particular volume, at at the time of this story, Lex Luthor is president of the United States, and we find out that there's a giant kryptonite meteor the size of Australia hurtling towards the Earth, out just past Saturn, and. Luther is adamant that it is coming because of Superman for some reason. And so he wants to arrest Superman just for grandstanding. Um, and then Lex is on drugs. <laughs> so um, actually, yeah, like a venom formula. And I think yeah. this is the first time that we see the, the, um, the power armor. The Lex Luthor power armor. This is it. The, the, is it? the more I'm modern take. The modern one. Okay. Say, it's pretty old. Yeah, this is his like the more massive suit where the he big gets purple huge. And green yeah, the other one used and... to just be a little bit more confined. Okay. Um, but um, as, as you go through the story, and because this is this is this is a little bit larger graphic novel, it's two six issue story arcs with also a backup 
um, in story the in the middle with Superman, Batman. Which was not included in either of my single volumes because I have It was both. an annual. If, was I, it if I remember correctly, I believe it was an annual. Yeah, okay. I was kind of ticked because this is the one piece of this that I didn't get to. I have all four volumes when they did the six issue uh-huh. ones of Loeb's run on this. And this is not included anywhere. Yeah, I'm in pretty sure it was, I have original issues. Yeah, it's okay. a Superman, Batman, Secret Files uh, from 2003. Secret, Secret Files. Files. Okay. Uh, Back when DC used now. to do those. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Oh no, it's okay. It's all good. Um, but in in the the second half of this story, you find out that that. Well, in the, in the first half of the story, they avert the, the meteor crisis with the kryptonite. But in the second half of the story, you find out that that was actually being drawn to the Earth because um, they're encased in, in within this this meteorite that, that uh, had come from Krypton was another ship that was carrying Kara Zor-El. So this was the return of Supergirl. Uh, to the DC universe after the after proper an extended, Supergirl after right. Crisis and yeah, yeah the proper Supergirl his cousin um, after and the original Crisis the, you're well, right then they brought her then me. they brought her yeah. back as some weird clay clone yeah that Lex Luthor fell in love f- with one of the cool things I don't know if it's in this particular volume it's in my uh, the second volume uh, for the the smaller graphic novel because like you guys said this is com- combines two, the yeah. first two um, there's a forward. By I think it's Jeff Loeb. Somebody was talking about Dan DiDio, and he was off somewhere uh, where there, it was a theme park, and there was a Superman roller coaster, and there's a billboard that gave a brief explanation of Superman's bio, and then next to it was the then Supergirl and her brief bio, and it was some weird, you know, the the mm-hmm. plastic or the the protoplasm yeah. from a parallel dimension, and um, basically Dan DiDio just went like blacked out on he's like nope we can't have that we have to do something to bring the original Kara Zor-El back to DC that's not gonna fly it just rubbed him the wrong way he just thought it was just bad so um that's what I think prompted Loeb I'm glad they did that was a great I mean amazing story yeah so uh let's let's go story by story because I freaking love both of these um but Roger had some misgivings about the first half Yes, and and, and especially in the first half, you know what I'm. Because I was going to ask you about the second half, and the the criticism that I have is is largely contained within the first half. It happens some in the second half, but I think it's it's a little more isolated, and that's the way uh, Jeff Loeb writes the inner monologue for these two characters. Okay, and I don't know this could be something that is is you know unique. To, to me or people who think the way I do but Jeff Loeb uh, throughout these in the same in the same panels he would put Superman's inner monologue and Batman's inner monologue right next to each other in one panel mm-hmm. and in the next panel it would be the same thing and and it continued panel after panel where you're reading Superman's thoughts Batman's thoughts Superman's thoughts Batman's thoughts and I for me um, I felt like they were talking over each other and that neither one was getting to finish a thought, at least for me. And I, and, and about halfway uh, through the first book, I changed the way I read this because it frustrated me so bad. Um, I started, I, I would go and I would read Superman's um, um, inner monologue all the way through you know, for like three panels and then do Batman so that I could I could actually have a complete 
uh, cogent thought from them. So, and that was, you know, I love the, the, the plotting overall for, for the entire book is fantastic. I, I thought Jeff, you know, I think Jeff Loeb's a great writer. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, do you think I he, haven't seen him do this? You, you just, do you, do you think he maybe overwrote the first half? Like that was just kind of him trying to do maybe too much in the first six issues. That's, that's, uh, that's certainly a good speculation, but I think it was, uh, I think it was something that he chose to do because he wanted to explore the, the relationship mm-hmm. yeah. between Batman and Superman and how how different even how, how different they are, but they still they there's still this common bond yeah. between yeah. the two. And that they understand each other better than they realize. You know? Yeah. yeah. I think that that's or what even he that was they're aware of. Right. Um you just felt like they were cutting off each other at every sentence they were basically thinking of. Yeah. Uh, I like, mean, for all throughout. For me, like I never, I never once considered that. I, I kind of got what Loeb was going for when you mentioned it, and I went back and because you, before I started reading, because I had read this before, um, but when we were going back to do homework for the review here, I, you know, I went home and pulled out my old volumes and, and read it again. I was like, yeah, he's got, got a point. This is like, there's a lot of panels inside of panels here. And, and I don't know, and that's why you know I prefaced it with this you know long statement because I don't know that if it's something that's just for you know it's something for the way that that I think you mm-hmm. know that I don't know I don't know that I compartmentalize like maybe other people do like maybe other people can keep these two voices you know separate and that, that's kind of that how makes I it, felt coming through it but know? like I totally you make a valid yeah. point like it can, it can get. Because there's a there is a lot, and I didn't realize how much there was until you pointed it out. Like when when I first read it, I I just kind of went to where Loeb was going. I was like do do do, and just going through like hearing both the voices. But yeah, it does. It can if you're not ready for that, feel very crowded and on top of each other. Because the, the other thing I'll bring up, and then Johnny, I want you to 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 comment. Um, when I read comics, I read them in my voice. Mm. Oh, in my head, all the voices are the same. It's all Roger Mayer. Okay, it's all me. <laughs> you know, mate. Yeah, I mean, it's just I have, you know, most most thoughts that I ever have are in my own voice. If I'm if I'm thinking about a movie or something that I've seen, I can hear that person's voice, but I don't I don't ascribe different voices to people in comics. It's I'm such a kid. Like so, I do everybody everybody's got this southern draw. I, I hear, I bet you and I Animated probably, series. Yes, Batman animated series, Mark Hamill. <laughs> uh-huh, and Kevin um, Conroy. And Kevin Conroy, and then the Superman. Even Superman. Yep, yeah. I, I and hear so that those may... voices when I'm reading, because so I'm, a, I'm programmed as a child, you know? Yeah. So I think that that might be, you know, exactly why. If, if, if you're hearing different voices, then it might not feel like they're stepping on each other as much. Johnny? Yeah, uh, that's... I probably feel the opposite of you because I do uh, hear their distinguished voices uh, in my head. I, I I think I've always read comics like that because I feel like if I just read it through in my voice, it's just like me reading down a list of you know words and it doesn't make sense for for me uh, as a story. Uh, you know, I I love you know like role playing and all that stuff, and that's what yeah. that's where I get all the voices from. Well, it's fascinating because when when our kids were were little, which was a long time ago, mm-hmm. um, I remember I, I read The Hobbit to them, and I you know I would in reading to my children, I would you know because that's I mean it's it's 
you know, auditory. I, I would I would ascribe different voices to different characters. I do a great smog. You, know? oh, you might have to do that one day in a lightning round. Well, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it now. <laughs> Every voice in the Hobbit is Roger. Smog. Oh God. So, but no, I you know I like um, you know I like doing that. But for the purposes of reading comics, um, no, I mean, I I don't I don't do that. And 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 so that's why I say you know I'm I'm, I'm a little hesitant to be too hard on this because i think that there is something that is just it's it, it's a it's an eight it's a it's a physical biological thing mm-hmm. that um that maybe not everybody is going to have the same criticism yeah i mean i t- i totally and, and this is just from being raised on the dc cartoons and stuff like that i totally hear kevin conroy yeah. when batman is uh, speaking and I, hear, I can't remember the voice actor's name that did superman but from the superman, tim daly tim daly thank you um, I hear those two guys in just about every book, unless it's something really uh-huh. different, you know, that jars and I me will. out of that. Way I will, past, yeah. w- you know, if they pass away, way past that, until no, I pass away, it'll, it'll yeah. always be those voices. Always. So I almost kind of feel like you're missing out. Like, you're right. kind of missing out on this, <laughs> like, we cinematic like, yeah, adventure. Hey, you know how long it you know like how long we were, like, kind of raised on the same <laughs> yeah. stuff, so yeah. It would take me so long to read a yeah, comic. Yeah, I hear the, yeah. no. the voices from the Justice League cartoon. Yeah, same yeah, voices. Same voices. Same voice yeah. cast. Connelly, so. Tim Daly, all them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's just tough for me not to, to yeah. have that on. Yeah. Go ahead. I actually wanted to mention, because Jeff Loeb knows these characters, I hear them completely different. It's much easier for me to um, separate the two voices. Uh, apart from it, the panels being different uh, colors, I, I can tell, like, oh, this guy talking right now. This is Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does retain the voices of the characters very well. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. knows these guys. He knows how they think. He knows how they feel. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fanboy or fangirl if you want to apply it to this for anything Batman and Superman I think they mm-hmm. are the most dynamic relationship yeah, like, in comics one of the one of the things I absolutely love 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 is the relationship like we mentioned earlier like they they understand each other better than they they realize yeah. and they don't I want don't, to admit how yeah. much they need and, 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 appreciate, and appreciate each yeah. other and I think there should be some more modern comics that return to that mm-hmm. because I'm so sick of heroes fighting heroes and, and stuff like that. Yeah. The, I want the world's finest, the great, you know. And I'm feeling that in Rebirth right now. Oh, yes. And Absolutely. And they're Trinity. Building, and they're building towards it. Yeah, they're building it's, towards it's it. It's there. Let's let's uh, let's talk about Ed McGinnis real quick for this first arc, because uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <so good. laughs> just giant John McGinnis. I I don't care, man. No, I love him. I have a I, huge. Actually, I have this poster, the cover, right here in my back shrine (laughs) (laughs) you lucky man um yeah i both artists in this volume oh my god yeah oh my god i i forgot how going back i forgot how much i love this story but i forgot how much i love both these arcs because of the artists that are on them they're so fitting for both stories giant Um, super bat robot yeah (laughs) yeah toy man (laughs) yeah um and then do we do we want to shift over to to the second volume and talk a little bit about the, yeah, uh, the Ed McGinnis art feels like kind of like a you know like two thousands art, which is is weird to say. You know, you can um, differentiate. Oh, this is this art looks from the nineties. This look, art looks from the seventies. But when I see Ed McGinnis uh, in this book, I feel like oh, this this looks a little bit old, oldish, like two thousands. Mm, I don't know. Like, I mean, I he has a different. Old, style. Well, it did come out in two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. But so. McGinnis is McGinnis. Like everything mm-hmm. I've seen him on, he's he's got his own. Yeah, flavor but, going on. Yeah. But I feel when when I'm reading him, like let's say now, it's a little bit different. Well, he's yeah. also at Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I mean, but he has a very distinct and, style. Yeah. Like his Wolverine 
you can totally tell it's him. He yeah. has the same, Nonetheless, yeah. same features. Is Hulk, he's amazing. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. Hulk. Uh, yeah, I, I super dig um, the, him. And then, well, and the two styles are so distinct. I mean, because yeah. Michael Turner has, has such I was just a softness to, to his characters. He, yeah. But, but, but there's a strength in that too that's really which is I, appropriate for him drawing characters like Supergirl, Wonder Woman that are his, all of his women, his females yeah. are he draws them just beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't sometimes I think Turner misses on the on Superman's face cuz it's me. very like sharp jaw. Yeah. yeah. But little, I don't little Asian. <laughs> yeah. I don't care like I still love it. It's just yeah. mm. I love how long he draws the bat ears too. Yeah, right. So. I don't like that. Don't like <laughs> oh, really? It yeah. just I love it. I'm a fan of the little stubby ears. I oh man, but just the the way that all of his women mm-hmm. like faces, like the the, the emotion that they show. Uh, it's just well, just his faces in general. Well, so. and the, the big reason that we picked uh, this book for this week was because Supergirl, Supergirl premiered mm-hmm. uh, this week on the CW. Oh, is that why? And and this is you know again the return of. Let's, the original Supergirl. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about story before we roll forward because Matt's giving me the, the role that we've been on this for a while. Okay. Um, so let's let's actually talk story-wise so that people kind of get an idea because we talked a little bit of story about the first half. Yeah. second half is the return of the... In the second half, you have the return of Supergirl yeah. and come to find out, you know, there's some question as to whether or not, you know, um, Darkseid has, you know, and, and he does. He has intentions for her. Mm-hmm. He wants Supergirl to be the captain of his honor guard. Um and you know he he kidnaps her mm-hmm. and, and goes and, to apocalypse and yes. and superman is is beside himself you know he's finally got family I and, love superman. and he's like, gonna you know he's he's gonna go get her back I, i'm total superman guy and i love the way low brights him in this like he's just he's and when he because it builds to a fight between him yeah. and dark side yeah. and i love yeah. what a boss superman is at the end it's like nope you mess with my family i'm not gonna kill you i'm gonna I'm do gonna, something worse yeah, yeah. And I, i'm gonna throw you throw you against the, the source, source wall, wall. <laughs> yeah which <laughs> i just was like yes i forgot how much i love this so yeah I, i'm not a superman fan actually oh, and oh, i feel so like no 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 <laughs> i i feel like jeff Loeb gets him perfectly this is how superman should be just like the uh, they are right now in rebirth, rebirth yep. that, that's how superman should be this is how superman should be yeah yeah and yeah. always first i love the my two dads feel yeah you know it's that that dad. batman's like go to your room and you know superman he's like well let's let's, let's you know let's give her a chance here, yeah. to think it's just it was great yeah the the difference in and and how similar and how different they are uh-huh. in their parenting i guess you could say choices of how to deal with with car and Loeb's writing it, it just like two, I'm not even going to try to find it in the book, but it was just one line where she says, Laura, um, Oh, wow, I forgot her mom's name, Alora. Alora. Yeah, um, Alora. And he's like, What? And he goes, My mom's name. You asked me if I can remember. I don't Batman's know if it's trying it, to suss yeah. out if she's trustworthy she goes, or not. I don't know if it still matters. And he just has this look and he goes, It does. It does. But that was his way of saying, I believe you, I trust yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great, great subtle yeah. moment. That God, this book is so good. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. So let's. Uh, anything else? I, I hope we've done a good enough job enticing people to read this. I just it's have really to, good. I just Go have to it. brag that I have um, the first issue of that that run with uh, um, Turner and Loeb. Do you uh, really? Black and white, you signed are, by Michael Turner. I mean, you, when I met him, sir, it's framed Michael on Turner's, my wall. You, right, sir, because yeah, yeah. we should. We should note if you don't know michael turner passed, away, passed away several mm-hmm. years ago uh, to cancer if i'm yes. not mistaken yeah right? was, was yeah. that seven years ago yeah that seems 
I th- about yeah. yeah, and I met him at his last con. It was wow. a wonder. It was a Wizard World. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We were there. yeah. Wow. And I had the entire Identity Crisis run signed by him, and then um, the Supergirl. The, and he was the, he was such a boy. He was so kind to his fans. Very kind. Yeah. He. I mean, this guy. He this guy had up. so many operations and so many you know and he rounds was drawing of chemotherapy. Till the end, right? mm-hmm. Yeah, and he would stay. He would stay. As long as it took until yeah. every fan had he been would not get up. taken care of. Everything I've ever read about no, Michael Turner no was breaks. like he was the real no, deal. He yeah. he stayed there. Yeah, it, comic it, industry lost a, lost a great man. And you yeah. Just, yeah, his art is amazing, and it'll you know live on mm-hmm. in these amazing books. Yeah. It's it's tough when you got Darwin Cook this year and Michael Turner. You know, just it sucks. It, it hurts. But yeah, good 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 oh, stuff. Michael Ringo. That's I right. Mean, there's there's mm-hmm. yeah there's yeah. So yeah. Um, um, I. I can't hesitate enough that you guys should pick up this book. It's twenty dollars, twenty percent off here. Sixteen here. Yeah, that's a good deal for it's how many issues. It's a good yeah, deal. It's a thick Fourteen book. issues, right? Yeah. Fourteen. Yeah, because fourteen. Because yeah, it's one through thirteen plus files. the annual. Yeah. So, all right, let's do star ratings. Let's start with Mr. DC. Five, 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 five. <laughs> Roger. Nice. It, this is so hard for me again. I mean, I you know because I'm. I'm gonna go three and a half stars, and I, you know, that's really tough. And it and it's Jeff Loeb's writing. And again, I think that this is, you know, this is where, you know, stylistically, there's something that doesn't work for me. And I understand that it's not. This is not going to be the same for everybody. I absolutely love the art all the way through. Mm-hmm. The writing, I had I had trouble with mm. for at least half the book. Okay, um, that I had to adjust the way I read it. But again, I think. But so for me personally, three and a half. Johnny? So I have a lot of nitpicks, and I think I'm going to give it a two. No, I'm kidding. Five. five. This book is amazing. I'm going to say five also because, I mean, I'm I'm in the same boat that Shane is. I'm, I was raised on DC. I love this book. So this is I forgot how much I loved it until I went back and read both. Yeah, this yeah, book is a lot of fun. So, yeah, I'm going to say awesome. five. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's shift over to some news. Uh, news. We have some interesting news this week. Um Supergirl, which one of the reasons we were mm-hmm. we were re- reviewing this, uh, debuted uh, Monday night, and apparently it did the best numbers that CW has seen in that time slot in eight years. So a lot of people, a lot of hype, um, and it, I guess it paid off. I think a lot of people wanted to check out the new super first Superman we've had on TV since the nineties. Yeah. Well, right. when they did Lois and Clark, which uh, was Smallville. Smallville. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's not really Superman, yeah. though. He never wore the cape. Yeah, that's true. They um, never referred to him really as Superman. Not? No, ten, 10 seasons of no cape. God. Yeah. No, um, no, no tights, no flights was their yeah. rule. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, that was their rule. They had I, Doomsday, but but no cape. Oh my God. You got him in the last 20 minutes of the series. <laughs> anyway, um, so I mean, so real Superman. I guess I can't discount Smallville. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I know there's a lot of Smallville fans out. Aaron, my friend Aaron's gonna be like, "What?" Um, so sorry, Aaron. Um, so yeah, it Supergirl debuted to its highest, uh, the the highest ratings that CW has seen in eight years since I think Gossip Girl or whatever was on that show, um, which is which is makes me stoked because hopefully people stay on it and they keep doing things mm-hmm. right in that show because it's very lighthearted, it's very fun. I personally really enjoyed Superman. Did you I, dig in? I did. You yeah. know, that was the biggest question for me going into look, that season. Look wise, um, his Clark I thought was really well. Bumbling Clark. Um, yeah. Look wise, I'm not a huge fan of the suit, and I think he's a little on the skinny side. But personality, he nailed it. Yeah, like, I think he. I thought tonally. Yeah, 
He it was nailed perfect. it. He knew this character. He did his research. You could tell the way that he interacts with people walking through the DEO. The way he was written, too, was yeah. really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the so dialogue he, was great. He, it, you could tell um, like he was respected mm-hmm. and inspired mm-hmm. hope and whatnot. Yeah, so. the, walking through the DEO, shaking yeah. everybody's hand, thanking them for their... That's Superman. Yeah. So, um, the other thing regarding uh, Supergirl news is we're getting Guardian Mm-hmm. Coming in, and not only is it Guardian, they're making Jimmy Olsen Guardian. <laughs> oh, it's, so it's James. James, Olsen. excuse me, James Olsen is going to be Guardian, which awesome. I think could be pretty cool for that the way they've done that character in that show. Mm. Well, it was either that or what, Turtle Man, <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then Roger, you had a bit of news on uh, New, New York, York New York Comic Con uh, over the weekend. They sold 186 thousand unique tickets. Is that what I said? Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Uh, up from 167,000 the year before. So, so what qualifies as a unique ticket? A single uh, one, right? No, like uh, I, I'm guessing that qualifies as a like ticket individual sales. transaction. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like if you buy three tickets, that would be That'd a be... unique okay. ticket. Yeah. Which is a lot. That's a lot. They're taking on San Diego. Uh, yeah. New All York's right. the place that they could do it, though. Yeah. I mean, that's Big a time. dense city. So. Yeah, and they can handle. I mean, they can handle a con of just about any size. So. Yep. That's good. Maybe we'll start getting some really uh, sweet info. Maybe Phantomverse will get that we'll big. Oh, God. Johnny, don't start. Wait, who? <laughs> <laughs> Is this you? Uh, Scorning Weaver? Nope. No? Sigourney Weaver apparently was announced as the villain in Defenders oh, coming up. So, yeah. um, don't know who. Yeah, because I was asking Roger actually, because, you know, once again, I'm not super up on all the Marvel history, and he it's was like, I have no clue. I, I had a theory. What? She might be like a big Hydra agent in hiding. No, don't no. do that. That would I suck. I was just thinking, but she's the for female. One, one of the names that was starting out there that monster. I saw on the speculation was um, Typhoid Mary. I think that would be cool, that but, yeah. I, but I don't know. I don't see a character like Typhoid Mary needing the entire Defenders, Defenders yeah. team. Personally, you know? I think they should have saved Purple Man for the Defenders. You think That's so? Just my, I, he, I think he's just a very powerful character. For um, Jessica Jones, it's a very personal it is. villain. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. But I just, I just feel like the character itself was so powerful that he could take on the whole Defenders. But the thing is, yeah. he has a major them. weakness. Yes, it's true. Yeah. A major weakness, and that is Jess- know, Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, we'll wait and see. Yeah. Uh, the other bit of news is Justice League debuted a photo of Mira. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was... Um, Got me excited. Too. Amber Heard. Amber Heard. And, yeah... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. Right. I know virtually right. nothing about Amber Heard. I I don't know how I she acts. I recognize the name and I recognized her face, but you were like no, <laughs> something that's about Mira. Johnny yeah. Depp. I know yeah. that. The minute but, I saw her in Cosmos, yeah. like Mira, Mira, and I'm in love. And like, I'm it. sorry. I look at that picture and my eyes go to that crown, and I just think they need to do Flashpoint. That crown needs to be on Gal Gadot's head. Yeah, and they need yeah, to do that, that. storyline. Oh my God, it'd be so great <laughs> if they do it Johnny right. I'm not talking about um, CW Flashpoint. I mean a real Flashpoint. Well, no, I don't want Wonder Woman to be killing people. And ugh, God, it's a what if. Let it go, Johnny. It's a what if Elseworld kind of story. What if they don't do that? What if they don't? <laughs> oh, I, th- I think in Just League, you're going to get to see Wonder Woman do plenty of stuff with that sword. Yeah. yeah. From what yeah. <laughs> and Aquaman, if you saw and that Aquaman, blooper yeah. reel. Yeah, the blooper yeah. reel was great. <laughs> Momo was, was perfect for that. And then he snatches the sword out <laughs> of Wonder Woman's head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, flash ratings, here's a bit of news, are actually 
exact opposite of Supergirl. Flash ratings are down for the first time in two seasons. And granted, we're only two episodes uh-huh. in, and they were pretty kind of serious, sad episodes. So I'm hoping once that show picks back up, maybe yeah. people need to just go back on their DVRs and finally catch up. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but uh, I'm hoping that's not too bad because I love the Flash show. And well, and also, um, you know, one of the things that's hurting it is they used to get ratings from Hulu as well, and oh, they're, they're they're not, not showing. Hulu. Yeah, CW right. is no longer airing their shows on Hulu. They but have they're going ex- to Netflix. So they have an exclusive some... right for Netflix, which means there will be no same night or next night um, viewings. You have to wait for the season to be right. over. Right, you either either or the CW live, app. Yeah, or, I was about to say right. But there should be a way to, to get well no because you have to wait until the whole thing before they. But can they said the, it'll, the season will be up within four weeks of it ending. Yeah, so, so it'll be at the end of the season. You yeah. can catch up. You don't have to wait for the uh, the week before the new season and starts. These, okay. these exclusive deals just suck. Yeah, so go get sometimes, your uh, what is Most that the, the Google no. Chromecast and start s- streaming onto yeah. your TV. <laughs> I have or that. that. Um, and then Halloween Comic Fest is coming up October 29th. Be here is, or be square. Is that, that's yeah. Saturday, right? It's every Saturday? Uh, not every Saturday. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, like, I like where yeah. he's going, though. <laughs> I know, I know sorry. Every Saturday, um, like, for it's, yeah, it's no, on. Uh, the I'm last. so sorry, Matt. I keep screaming the, when I laugh into the microphone, and he just keeps doubling back in pain. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's the passionate. last Saturday in October every year, and it's kind of that's like the, I meant. the fall free comic book day. Okay. Uh, this year, it's on October 29th. Um, I haven't decided yet completely on the hours. It may be regular hours, 10 to 4. Um, for that day, probably so. We're going to have a couple of artists in-house. Uh, we've confirmed Brian Lopez Santos Sweet. is going to be here in the morning. And also uh, David Arroyo will be around. So Sweet. they'll be awesome. you know, drawing for everybody. Um, we'll have plenty of free comics uh, to give away and and a couple of sales. So that's coming up. Now, yeah. is um, Comic Fest nationwide or? Yeah, for all retailers that choose to participate. Hmm. Okay, that's cool. Just so, like free awesome. comic books. So if you guys are in a far away, I don't know, state or something. We'll also have we'll also have uh, mm-hmm. our local Kylo Ren in for a little bit that day too. Oh, nice. Awesome. Uh, official nice. Kylo Ren? Yes, official. And and. Cat may or may not show up. That unfortunately, that weekend is also the weekend of Kamikaze, and so and, and I know Cap uh, is going to be Stan Lee's at uh, or yeah it's L.A. Comic Con, yeah, which is what is the new name that it's going to be getting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see, but it'll be off if you if you can't make that or you know before you head off to that, you can come into the shop and get some free books and have a little fun with us. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. We'll have a raffle too. We always do. Always do. Well, everything either you know, free comic book day or Halloween comic fest is always a pretty fun event here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, you, you make it a really awesome to treat everybody deal. right. Yeah. Try yeah. to make it that way. So if you guys are out here in the Antelope Valley, make sure you come here. Tell your friends. Yes. Yep. All right. All right. So, so we're going to move over to some previews. Uh, Marvel Comics Civil War Two tie-ins and miniseries that are coming out next week. A Force number ten, Civil War Two Kingpin number four of four, Mockingbird number eight, and Uncanny Inhumans number fourteen. All your normal unaffected by Civil War Two titles are All New X Men number fourteen. Amazing Spider-Man number 20, Astonishing Ant-Man number 13, Black Panther number 7, Black Widow number 7, Captain America Sam Wilson number 14, Carnage number 13, Deadpool Back in Black number 2 of 5, Death of X number 2 of 4, Doctor Strange number 13, and next week I believe we are reviewing Infamous Iron Man number 1, which is part of the whole Marvel Now reboot. Yes. Is it what? 14? 
Uh, no, it's no, natural Infinite. proper number one. Oh. Yeah, it's not a, a Marvel number one. Yeah. And, um, and that should be fun. It's Doctor Doom as a uh, Iron Man, right? Which I just, uh, just uh, I freaking Marvel. I'll, that's I'm excited. I can just roll my eyes at any title that you throw at me for Marvel at this point, and I'll just. Well, and that was that was that was so true this week when you know we're unpacking the books and we come across the Uncanny Avengers issue that came oh, out this that's week, right? <laughs> And there on the cover, it says Civil War II Aftermath. Okay. And it's like, <laughs> yep. okay, really? So they just, I mean, they don't care. No. They just yeah. don't care. Marvel is just cash and checks. But man. at least with all those titles, it's a good thing that they keep their prices low and affordable. Yes. <laughs> low and affordable. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, this is a flashpoint. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... Um, that was seething sarcasm in case any of you couldn't tell. Oh, I think they, t- they, um, could, yeah, tell. they could tell. They could tell. Um, so, infamous Iron Man. I'm interested, but I'm pro- I my expectations well, are low. Do you low. know the writer? You're probably not, right? Is it? My ex- yep. It's, Never mind. I'm not excited. I don't care. Not excited. Bendis. It's Bendis. He'll suck. Jeez. Um, <laughs> look, another, I've read good Bendis, and he's nowhere near true to form right now. Yeah, he'll probably have uh, Dr. In my opinion, talking to someone else for the entire issue has it been because i dropped off at some point he's you know he's a a good writer Mm -hmm. what what i'm curious in in this book is does he bring anything inspired or innovative to the story hopefully you know we'll see my money is on no you're Uh, just a negative nancy dude (laughs) about this yes but uh, I, I, believe me, I want to like something Marvel right now, and I just can't. Come on, man. I, I've given Power you Man lots and Iron, of it. No, no. You've given me two good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Power Man and Iron Fist and, and Ghost Rider. They, and they're when you read it, Vision. No, I believe Vision is. Tom King, because like, yeah. I read the first two of that, and it was solid. I oh, just, man. It's amazing. Yeah, that I, that I know. Um, anyway, after that, we have Mighty Thor number 12, Silk number 13, Spider, uh, Spider-Gwen number 13, Spider-Woman number 12, and X-Men 92 number 8. And that's going to do it for Marvel this week, or I should say next week. DC Comics, we have Aquaman number 9, Batman number 9. Next week, we're, D, we're getting the Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye number 1, which... I will. That can't, that can't be the title. That's the title. Oh God! Yeah. It is, and you know, you know what's really crazy? We got. Um, I, I just found out about this a few days ago, but we're getting this crazy incentive that DC is sending out for all the the shops that ordered this, and it's a. It all it says on our invoice is like a Cave Carson cassette tape dibs. So, no. I mean, no. Well, no, I'm thinking. Uh, dibs, I'm thinking. Man. That's a legal might, binding contract. I'm so sorry. To, we, I need to sit back we, when I laugh. Matt, Matt's ears are bleeding. <laughs> I will. Matt's ears are going to be bleeding by the end of this particular podcast. I will but. give you five whole dollars for that. I called it, dude. Oh, dibs I, is a legally binding six contract. Six whole yeah. dollars. You're gonna have to camp out, buddy. Mm. Um, I'm here early Tuesdays. I'll just yeah. take a listen to it. Only getting one, so maybe. I mean, you know, I'll check it out. I, I need to see if I still own a tape player somewhere in our garage. There's got to be one, but uh, I do. We'll see. Bring it. All right. <laughs> bring it in next I'll Tuesday, and we'll then we'll check it out. So God, you, so you guys make it make it that next week. Sweet. Um, so yeah, I, I'm desperately trying to find something that Gerard Way writes that I like. So I'm checking that one out. Uh, Cyborg number three, Dark Knight three, Master Race number six. Is it true? Finally, it's true. Oh. Well, as long as we don't get shorted. 
it's it's on the invoice we <laughs> should be getting time. it and I, I that's so painful i can't about wait to read time. it but especially man. after the last issue's cliffhanger yeah. um green arrow number nine green lanterns number nine harley quinn number six injustice gods among us year five number 20 Justice League number seven, Lucifer number 11. Don't shake your head at me, Johnny, over Justice League. Uh, Nightwing number seven is what we're reviewing at the behest of Matt Lucas. Finally. Jesus. And I forgot to give you props in the intro. Say hi, Matt. You did. Uh, I've been talking. It's okay. I know. <laughs> I just feel, I, feel, I feel guilty. Um, so, yes, Matt's going to finally join us in a conversation on a review again. After that, we have Raven number two of six. Suicide Squad Most Wanted number three of six. Uh, this is where my list gets a little wonky. Finally, Trinity number two. Yes. And then, oh yes. Uh, I believe that's wrap. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. Hang on. Superman number nine as well. And that's I believe. And wacky, wacky race. I'm apologize. We have to read everything off of our phone tonight, and the list got all jacked up. Uh, so please yeah, excuse me. Wacky wasteland number five. Yes, wacky waste. Wacky wow. wasteland. <laughs> Wacky Wasteland, uh, number five of six is out as well, and what then a bad series, <laughs> and that's going to do it for DC. Uh, as far as indie comics go, uh, we've got Adventure Time Comics number four, Aliens Life and Death number two of four, Archie number thirteen, Back to the Future number thirteen, and then Black Hammer number four, Horizon number four, I Hate Fairyland number ten. Invader uh. Zim, <laughs> just to hear it. you could feel the cringe from Roger. Um, Invader Zim number fourteen, Kiss number one, Kong of Skull Island number two, Manifest Destiny number twenty four, and we're reviewing for Johnny's Johnny? sake, My Little Pony. Which number? I have Friendship no idea. is magic number forty seven. Number forty seven. Hmm. So I'm wondering if that's this is start to a new yeah. Issue. You guys, well, Johnny knows this is this is a good series. I, John, <laughs> my daughter just loves ripping that up. <laughs> we'll see how I feel about it. I'm sure it is a good series, but I am so not in the My Little Pony realm at all, or ever will be. Yeah, we'll see. He doesn't like fun. We'll see. I, I love fun. I'm the guest, so I'm going to be nice. I'm just gonna <laughs> keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I think we've determined that you're more of a curmudgeon about series than I, I am, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't even. Don't even. I'll play back old episodes. Um, <laughs> we'll get some of that IDW house art. <laughs> Sorry, that was twice in one episode. That was a little. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh my gosh, that's so great. Um, no, so anyway, I, yes, I, no, we're, I, I we're, love that art. I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of interested to see what I think of it because um, everybody tells me it's actually a really good series. So. Hopefully, it starts off with like a new, you know, arc or something. They're yeah, Are typically there story arcs? yeah, they're typically okay. short story arcs, but. They just prance around a field the whole time. <laughs> no, it's actually lots of fun. All right. After that, we have Power Rangers Pink, number four, Star Trek Boldly Go, number one, and then Zombie Tramp, number 28, is coming out next week. Yeah. <laughs> we should review that some point. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I'd like to see That's, their variant covers. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, they're, yeah. they're terrible, but Oh, I was being awesome. sarcastic. And I, I, God, I love Dan Mendoza's yeah. art. But no, he's great. He's, uh, he's Risque, he's to awesome. say the least. Yeah. Uh, for graphic novels, we have 4001 AD trade that, paperback. That was, that's the one that uh, Blaine was really talking yes, about. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I'm, I, I want to check that out. Uh, Captain Marvel trade paperback, uh, Volume 2, Earth's Mightiest Hero. Yep. Doctor Strange Epic Collection, uh, Separate Reality. Yep. Doctor Strange trade paperback, Flight of Bones. Yep. And then Predator Life and Death trade paperback. 
and then Supergirl by Peter David trade paperback book one. Mm-mm. And that's it for all of our preview, preview stuff. stuff coming and out. Yeah, this next is not week. the complete list. Right. Go to horizoncomics.com, click on the the button. You <laughs> <laughs> totally just threw off. Usually I got this cam. I looked at you and I was like, what, what am I saying? There's I a know. button there. <laughs> click on the new releases button. You can tell it's getting wait. <laughs> and uh, it's updated every Monday. You can get a look at all the books coming out as of that Wednesday. And then next week we're reviewing... Walking Dead Volume 17, okay. Something to Fear. Because we are getting near the premiere of oh, Walking that's why. Dead. Uh-huh. Yes, we're going to find out who is at the end of Lucille yep. on the show, yep. in the comics. Yeah, we and we'll be, you know, again, talk, you know, talk with these graphic novels, you know, we're going to rain spoilers. But, you know, this series came out uh, four years ago with, uh, and it, and it, you know, delved into, you know, it was the the first appearance of Negan. Was it already four years? Yeah. yeah. Holy wow. crap. Yeah, because I remember uh, first coming here when this uh, shop was much smaller and <laughs> just dozens and dozens of variants just stacked up there. We had, yeah, they, we did a midnight release for Walking Dead That's 100. Right. There was, uh, I don't variant, know, a lot, uh, of, lot of different covers. Well, no, you had the, the raffle for the, the 1 in 100 or we whatever. We had, yeah, the 1 in 100 variant we raffled off. Uh, but there were a lot of different variants, too. But we had, our shop at that time was probably about 250 square feet, and I think we had like 40 people yeah. in there yeah, so at, at midnight. And it was cold. It was like in, in January. So Wasn't it October also? No. no it was January? The beginning of the year. Yeah. So and that was a lot of fun. Um, we're going to be reviewing that storyline, and it it you know involves story. a major death. Uh, we'll talk about that. We don't know. Obviously, you know the show differs a lot from the the series. So we'll talk about it, and then and then we'll be able to see how the show does it, and we'll probably follow up on that. The I next heard week. the show filmed death for four different characters. Yep. they were going to choose which one later. They I think they just. Most I think they yeah. said that. I think they just said that to throw so. everybody off the scent because if. If you've seen the new teaser trailer thing, people are dissecting yeah. things in the dirt that mm-hmm. like could possibly They're be items. Yeah, of the items of yeah. the characters, and, be, and I think they did that. You know, the they filmed multiple death scenes just because they know how psychotic yeah. people are crazy. I'm pretty yeah. sure there was brain matter in. The oh, yeah, there oh, was yeah, absolutely and, and teeth and, and yeah. teeth and whatnot. So it's not going to. There was so... there there is an item, a foreign object off to the right. But now, so I, now there's get into another speculation about there's that. another yeah. one where people are like, look, it looks like this. So people mm-hmm. aren't even sure what this metal thing, if it is any, yeah. it could just be it a could rock. just be something on the ground it's that just, the yeah. brain bashed over. Well, so issue filling issue. Issue 100, which is in this uh, volume, volume 17, is what made me drop Walking Dead because I hated that so much. Uh, I later got back, <laughs> later got back into it, but it's I, brutal. Yeah, yeah. I, I really want nobody wanna... is safe in the Walking Dead. No, yeah. except Rick. except for Rick at this point. He's gonna die. But I don't Paul's know. He's take over. Weaker, but okay. so we go. Uh, yeah, we questions. got questions. I'm gonna do the the easy one. I'm gonna do first. Uh, it's our weekly Carlos. Um, Thank you, Carlos. And uh, Carlos wants to know if any of us have been reading Black Hammer by Jeff Lemire. No. I don't even know. Nope. Does that sound like a Blaine book? No. no I love yet. Jeff Lemire, but I haven't no, read No, all it. around. All right, there's um, the answer. Is, does, do, do we know anything more why he wanted to know that? Or is he just nope, curious? He said, he, he, well, nope. The follow-up was he highly recommends it. Okay. Hmm. And if, if Carlos is saying that, I... Is it Jeff know, Lemire art? You wouldn't know? I... No, he's working with. Um, uh, I know about the book. He's working with. 
Uh, never yep. mind. I don't. Yep, yep. that guy. <laughs> yeah. If Blaine, was here, you could tell me. Blaine's probably reading it. Yeah. He's, he's working with a great artist to <laughs> to be announced at a yeah. later time. Um, no, if Carlos recommends it, I you know I, I trust his recommendation uh, as as much as I do my own. Nice. So, All right, Carlos, I'll have would, to check it out at some point. I'll have to order more. All right, lay and on then, the big question. Okay, the big question comes in from Matt Hauser this week. And Matt wanted to know uh, for for the panelists uh, tonight if if we what would what would be our our creative dream team and on and on what series you know from from any era what what book would you want to see being written and and drawn colors whatever whatever you mm-hmm. want um, Johnny go ahead <laughs> so. Um, I don't think I, this would be my like perfect dream thing. Like, oh, I would die if I that, could that have. That was this. the question. That's though. the question. That's the question. Because I feel like that's just much harder, and I can't pinpoint any person. But what I would love to see is uh, G. Willow Wilson, G. Willow Wilson, and Adrian Alfana, the uh, Miss Marvel team, doing Spider Man. Because I feel like Dan Slott isn't doing the best he can. That'd be good. He, he's good, but you know, I would love to uh, see a Spider-Man run from those two uh, creators. That'd be a good book. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm down. Damn it! I th- I said come to me last. <laughs> That's why I pointed you second. Um, <laughs> thanks. I feel so welcome. I'm gonna go ahead and pass I'll, Rod. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a few more minutes. It's hard. Um, <clears throat> This one, this one was was hard for me too initially until until I changed the the approach um, of how I thought about the question. And did you, you think know, about it in your own voice, in your own head? in in my own voice, <laughs> in my own head? Yep. Um, okay, so uh, my my two favorite characters are Ms. Marvel and Wonder Woman, and in this case, I went with with Ms. Marvel. I mean, I kind of have to side for I've always been a Marvel kid, um, and. Carol, and I would Danvers? love to see Carol? Yeah. Carol Danvers, not Captain Marvel, though. And, I, and I'm Ms. talking Marvel. about, I'm talking about her as, you know, old school Ms. Marvel from Black Unitar, you know, from the, the 70s, bolt. yeah, with the lightning bolt, 2011, the scarf on the hip, you know, uh, thigh boots, mm-hmm. you know, um, that Ms. Marvel, okay. And I, you know, um, so that's my favorite character. I'm also, um, I'm a huge fan of Marvel Cosmic. I love I love the space and you know alternate you know dimension the negative zone and you know all of the characters from that whether it be Guardians of the Galact- uh, Galaxy or the Celestials Galactus the Watcher you know all those Silver Surfer all those guys and there are no two better writers for Marvel Cosmic in my opinion than Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning mm. so I would want I would want them to write because I would it. I would want a Ms Marvel Cosmic book not. Yeah. Not her chill on Earth. I want to see her with the the Kree and the Shi'ar. Like when she was during Infinity, well, that's she, how she got, got all her powerful. powers, right? Yeah. yeah, she and she was binary for a while. I really don't you know? I, I don't need to see binary. She, I think she manifested as binary in that series at one point in Infinity. Okay, um, she but, got all super powered from a star. I know, and she like wrecked three ships. In yep, <laughs> yep. That was that was her as binary. Uh, so I would want to see a, a, a Marvel cosmic story involving Ms. Marvel with Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning at the helm with art by Michael Turner. Mm. Ooh. 
because <laughs> mostly because we read this this week and he did there was a cover that he did a variant cover of Ms. Marvel number one uh, seven years ago or so that just blew me away loved it really um, I love and and colors by Peter Steigerwald who did a lot of work with damn you went deep with Michael yeah, it looks Turner like, it looks like you made so yeah that's that's mine Full disclosure, I'm not going that deep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you did more work than me. I was like, oh, I kind of feel, feel I, ashamed for my answer. I, well, I, again, I kind of, I kind of gave myself a logical progression to go through because I can't. It's so hard. There's, there's so many great creators, writers, artists, inkers, colorers, yeah. everything, everything. You know, all the work that these guys put into these books. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard. It's hard. And I know because Jonathan came in. He's like, I've got three, and I'm like, what? I've got more than that. I just I just decided to go with my top right. three. You yeah. could, and you could. I could you, play Dream Team all day. The the Jonathan Hickman, Brian right. Azzarello. All right. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, okay. Come on. You you know, yeah, okay. So, Robert Kirkman. Okay. Okay, interesting. Oliver Copiel. Mm. Interesting. Oh, okay. Nice. Marty Gracia, Con Colors, doing the Green Lantern universe. Ooh. Ooh. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah, like, I like that. Yeah. Wow. Black Blackest Night revisited. Oh, that, yeah. And exactly. if they do the whole universe. Oh my um, god, that's, that's really good. Yeah. yeah, when you said Robert Kirkman, I was like, Robert oh, no. Kirkman, but Oliver no, Copiel. Yeah. He could do it with Green Lantern. Marty Gracia, the guy who did all new X Men colors. Okay. And Koipel is such a beast. Yeah. I love his art. That's that's really good. Yeah. I like that. That's a good one, Matt. Do you seriously want to go last? <laughs> no, I, I I'll let you go last. One of your three. Uh, um, all three. He's probably gonna. Go I would. I got at least throw an honorable mention yeah. in there. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. why I wanted to go last. So mine's narrowed down to two, but I'll pick one. Um, I I'm a big fan of Francis Manipal. Uh, I Which, love Manipal. I'm yes. glad somebody said it because uh, he was on my list. Uh, so yes. But I'm not choosing him for art. What as a writer? Yeah. yeah. Um, I know. Please tell me he at least does the covers. (laughs) (laughs) In this imaginary playland that we're in right now. But um, you know what really cinched it for me is Trinity. I just love, Mm -hmm. he just knows these characters, you Mm -hmm. know, and and his run on Flash and and, uh, Detective and stuff were great. Um, I want him to write a story with Alex Ross. Mm. I think he can write a really deep, soft, slow-paced story. Um, that that Ross can really where you take savor it. the art exactly and, yeah. because with Alex Ross you need a, a slow story where you can just take it in and I think Manipal can do it I think he can Excellent. really dude I'm glad you story. thought about it that's yeah I would I would honestly like yeah, to see um, I don't want to say Justice League because that's too big but I would like to see I, I really liked his Flash. I would love to see a Flash story. You know how, remember in the, he did those big yeah. books? Yeah. And he did a, a Batman one, a Wonder Woman one, and a Justice League one. I would love to see one of those large books. I have all of them. One of those large books for Flash. Wow. You know, and that's where like Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman mm. got a lot of their inspiration was from those books from Alex Ross. Mm. So, okay. okay. I like that answer too. Yeah. Mm. All right. So mine, mine's going to be kind of harping on, on, on one note. Um, because I, I keep waiting for it and I want it so bad. So this is this is more, you know, yeah, you know where I'm going. Yeah, obviously, Hickman. Jonathan Hickman. Yeah, Brian Johnny, Azzarello. Johnny Cole, no, uh, no, 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 just Hickman. Okay. Uh, at DC with uh, art from Ryan Otley. Ooh. Ooh we can oh. switch that. Yeah. So I want Jonathan Hickman writing a story that Ryan Otley's going to do the art for and I want it to be Legion of, uh, the Legion. Oh, Legion of Maybe that's why Invincible is ending. 
Yeah. So it's more like like <laughs> fantasy thinking on my side. Like maybe this is what's really happening. Right. So I'm trying to like speak it into existence because I would love to see. Roger, you're getting him too excited. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your real one then? Uh, well, was that the honorable one mentioned? No, no, no. no. That oh. was my. That was my real oh, okay. one. I would oh, love okay. to see. Because here's why. Uh, Hickman could do. He, Hickman wants to do Legion of Superheroes. He's mentioned doing that before. Otley would be great for that because he already does great superhero stuff and he does great alien weird stuff. So it's not hard. That's where it's I not got a hard the Green Lantern vibe from. Yeah. yeah, it's not a hard progression from Invincible already. So he would fit well with that and it would look awesome with Hickman telling yeah. a weird time travel story yeah. or something like that. It'd be great. Uh, my honorable mention is Jeff Johns because I have to. I have to. Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I expected I have, that too. <laughs> Jeff Johns. Yep. Uh, I, hey, I didn't say it was going to be like revolutionary, yeah, like yeah. what it was. It's was, it was totally me. Jeff Johns with Humberto Ramos oh. doing a return to Teen Titans. Ooh. Oh. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Boom. For those yeah. who can't see, he just did a pen drop. Yeah, instead of a mic drop. <laughs> can't do a mic drop because that would don't drop so. the mic. Yeah. Please. So don't. that was that was the other honorable. That was my honorable That's mention that I I just whittled it down to. Yeah, so. I like that. Actually, very Wouldn't, cool. Because John's run on Titans is pretty legendary. I yeah. I think Ramos drives draws good teens. Yes, mm-hmm. which you know, after reading Champions the other week, I was like, I could see him doing. I something. just want John's back writing something. Me too. I feel the pain. It's in the question mark, right? Isn't he, isn't, doesn't he have like a mystery book maybe coming out? Does he? I don't know. I no, didn't hear, I didn't hear anything Because he hasn't that. been, like, when he announced everything, didn't he say like, or someone asked him like, are you going to write anything? Well, he's he did like, Green Lantern well, let's see. Rebirth. That's true. He did set it. that up, but that was it. <laughs> I yeah. thought he was like, maybe, but like trying to like hide something. Or maybe. I don't, maybe. Who I, don't, I don't think DC, so, man. DC is really good about keeping things under wraps for quite a while. Yes. So anyway, that's our answers to yeah. the question. I hope those were as entertaining for you guys to hear as it was for us to think of. <laughs> yeah, and we could, hard. Do, we, we yeah. could do that all day. Like I said, like, thanks it, for when, the question, Matt. When you told me that, I was like, I got three right now, you know, kind of thing. So I I'm could, curious. What was your third? Uh, that I don't remember. <laughs> My second was Jeff Loeb with Manipal's right, uh, drawing. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. To, I, I, I like Loeb. I had Manipal on something, but I don't remember what it was, and I don't remember who he was working well, with. Well, he wrote uh, Jeff Loeb, and because and th- that's why this was kind of odd for me in interviews, because he wrote um, what was this Long the Halloween story? Hush. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, that's no, 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 right. Not on the not on the Batman side. This was on the Marvel well, side, and it was after <laughs> Jeff Loeb. Well, it was at, yeah, it was after Captain America died, and he he did the the follow up story to that. Captain America Wayne was no, it was. Really? Um, Oh God! What was um, it? Oh, oh, right. It was um, <laughs> Fallen Sun. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Fallen, Fallen Sun. Sun. Fallen Sun. Five issue series that actually each issue was one of the the stages of grief after someone had died. Oh. Yeah. And he had lost his son. Oh, that's not that right. long in, in the past. And so he wrote this series. He he went to Marvel. He said, "I want to, I want to, you know, write this story." You know, following the death of Captain America, and that's that's an amazing, wow, amazing read. Yeah, um, I gotta pick that up. So I yeah. do. I, I love Jeff Loeb too. How he how he you know expressed himself you know writing Superman Batman, I had trouble with, but I but I don't remember him doing that in in that series. Mm-hmm. So. I, just, I just thought of another one: G. Will Wilson and Cliff Chang on. Uh, you use the same person. I I I want a okay. <laughs> I want a G. Will Wilson uh, Spider Man book. Okay. But with uh, Chang's art. Okay. Did you just change the artist yeah. out? Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Uh, real quick, I want to give a shout out to Ben Dupay. Uh, he m- actually mentioned this on his latest episode of Nerd Church Radio. Um, John Unity talked about it. I know. I just wanted to give him some love too because um, we're at the end of the show here. And um, I appreciate the fact that you're still listening, Ben. Um, I've been checking out your show too. It's yeah. great. Uh, Nerd Church Radio is another great podcast by similar similar yeah. style reviews. They have a really fun rating system. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to say what it I is. Saw you guys that. should, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You guys should just it check it out. Um, so I just wanted to give you a shout out and say thanks uh, for, you know, helping us out and supporting us so we'll yeah thanks same. look forward to so the next episode you could submit your questions yes submit your questions to the facebook page uh if you have anything or come in and talk to roger because apparently matt and carlos did that this week yep okay so you could do the same thing come in or go to facebook.com slash horizon comics there is a post pinned to the top of the page if you want to keep up with all things going on besides facebook you can follow roger at Wow! Yeah, At Horizon Comics. Yeah, on there. <laughs> At Horizon Comics. Instagram, uh, Twitter, Twitter, the Google machine, the Google machine, We're the internets, the interwebs, yeah, the interwebs, carrier pigeon. Yeah, yeah. carrier pigeon. Uh, you got anything social media wise that anybody should keep track of? Man, I'll plug your beware the court. Beware the court. Sure. Yeah, beware the court. Um, please. Which looks awesome. Thank you. Thank you I'm so much. I'm not even trying to blow smoke. <laughs> Roger told me about it. I didn't know it was you. And I was like, this looks great. Thank you very much. Oh. Um, please just, we want to get the word out there. Um, there's a lot of fan films out there. We want ours to be different. I'll give a little spoiler. Um, Batman is barely in it. Oh. Uh, it's going to focus on the Bat family. It doesn't Is this story nice. technically about Dick? Uh, it, we're 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 doing a, a variation of the classic Court of Owls tale. It's no fun to just watch it page right. by page that you've already read. Um, but uh, our our goal going into this is we wanted to make a Batman fan film with no Batman, and nice. um, we're focusing on his family because I think that they're a big pillar. And uh, yeah, so please go and support the page, share it, love it, like it. And that is at where? Uh, that is on Facebook at uh, Beware the Court. Nice. Sweet. Thank you. Cool. Okay, well, I want to talk about cool. something real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Since uh, we're going to be doing an exclusive episode next week, um, I'm going to be putting a lot of work into this. So if you want this exclusive episode, go please patreon.com. Patreon.com slash All Star Comics Podcast. I will be filming it soon, right? And um, Sunday. We're going to be doing that Sunday. It should Sunday. be going up in about a week after that. So I'm going to put a lot of time and effort into that and getting that done. And so you can subscribe for as little as? Well, I think it's a dollar. As little as a dollar. But yeah. if you want the exclusive yeah. content, uh, it's just $3. So, Which, yeah. so come on, guys. Get, and you get a yeah. whole You YouTube, get to look at our ugly mugs. It'll probably be around two hours, I assume. And it's less than a Marvel book. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm yeah, putting work sure. into that. So if you want that episode. Go uh, help us out. And, and that's a good point for the Patreon. price of less than a Marvel book. <laughs> yeah, you get a, any yeah. Marvel book on the stands right now. Yeah. Less than you're gonna get audio and video. Too, audio so. and video, people. Yeah. You get to watch and listen to your content. And who doesn't want to see Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're a Patreon subscriber. So Patreon.com/slash All Star Comics Podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you want, you can follow me at on Twitter at Saint Jonathan. You can follow Johnny on and Instagram actually. For both of those, Johnny, same deal. Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram at the Johnny Two X Four, the Johnny Two by Four. And I believe that's gonna do. Or do you have? Or you already plugged yours. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. looking right at you. Looking at me like, <laughs> what are you doing? Excuse me, because I skipped Kayla last week. I'll I'm do it again. After where the court. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Remember, if you like this content, please like, share, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, anywhere that you can on social media, share it, uh, because that helps us out a lot. Um, once again, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next Thursday. Thanks, guys. Peace. Thanks.